Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show and uh, be able to download it. Listen, when you want to listen, it's all good. Hopefully, you had a good weekend. It is uh, 3.09 here. Let me see. The the U.S. dollar is up 0.78%. We see 77 degrees and partly sunny outside. Real nice day. Hopefully you had a great weekend. It's Monday, October 2nd, 2023. It is October. No shutdown as of uh, right now. But in 23 days, we'll be right where we were again. Uh, you know, I posted some today. They have 1,080 hours to figure out an appropriations bill in a bipartisan it, it, effort which needs to be done when you have a split house and split senate if not in 43 days we'll be exactly here where they're doing nothing but pointing fingers at each other and whatever other shenanigans went on this weekend there's a lot we're going to talk about that later on um you would think a high school middle middle school or a high school teacher and middle school principal would know what a fire alarm is but we'll, we'll talk about that a little uh Later in the show, as, as we're just getting started here, you have Trump and his legal team in New York City in a courtroom for his uh, business fraud case. And um, the New York attorney general was in the gallery sitting there. There's some awkward video, real, real strange. They allowed video cameras into the courtroom just prior to the judge calling the the chamber to order. So you had everyone in there already, and you had cameras let in, both video and fixed cameras, and they show the Attorney General, Letitia James, just staring kind of uh, awkwardly at Donald Trump, who was sitting at the defense table with his team, and even her assistant sitting next to her was looking at her like, um, what are you doing? And you know, I posted that picture on my social media. The video is out there, but if you just want to see the snapshot of that picture, it's on my social media. But that case is going on now. Donald Trump did speak to the press a few times. I really didn't uh, hear what was going on. I did see the one. But just before the cameras left, the camera that was in the crew, the video camera that gave the footage of them in the courtroom, turned to the judge to videotape him. And the judge looks at the camera, takes off his glasses and smiles, and then looks at the prosecutors and shrugs his shoulders. And then all the media was uh, asked to leave the media. So we'll see where this goes. I don't think, out of all the cases, I don't think this one has much validity. As we move forward, I, I think appeals will be interesting with this. But, you know, it, it is what it is, and let them go down this road. They're setting a precedent they don't want to live by. And even legal experts say, you know, this is not the way these types of cases are handled, other than it be Donald Trump is why it's getting this this kind of type of reaction. Um, there's no criminal charges here because there were no victims. So we'll see where this civil case goes. But it is starting off now, and, and Donald Trump was sitting with his defense team, which uh, puts, puts a – the case in itself puts a burden on the courtroom, on the court itself, on the building, on the area, uh, just by having a former president there. So we'll follow it. We'll see where it goes and let the evidence lead where it may. 
That's uh, pretty much my take. But if you think this is a genuine case from the start, you're fooling yourself. This is just because of who it is. Business cases like this, even the legal experts, even your most progressive or liberal legal experts say, this really isn't how this this is handled. Unless you're defrauding banks and the public for a benefit to where you don't have those assets at all and, and you end up leaving everyone broke at the end, sort of like the housing market did in the past where they were giving loans to people Based, on, you know, you you have a fifty, sixty thousand dollar annual salary, and they're approving you for a three, a four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar house loan with a balloon end to it that there's no way you can afford. You know, it's similar to that, but in this case, everyone made money. There are no victims, and even the numbers they've thrown out there, saying he's he's uh, inflated the values of some of his property. You know, property experts, uh, assessment ex- experts saying it's just not even close. So. We'll see. Let let the legal process take. You know, with everything, with with the mere fact that this this case was allowed to be brought, when legal experts say it's it's really not the norm for these type of cases. You know, if there are victims, if there's something like that, there's a monetary fine you pay. But they're going all out. They're looking to cancel business licenses. They're looking to punish when there's no victim because everyone made money. So, how did you overvalue your things if you? Uh, what was the purpose of it if everyone made money in the end? So we'll see where that goes. Um, What else do we got going on? You have this missing nine-year-old girl in upstate New York, just north of Saratoga Springs, where I I go quite often. Now, it's about six miles north of there. And uh, I just put put it on my social media. But this nine-year-old girl, Charlotte, Charlotte Cena, was riding her bicycle in a campground up there just north of Saratoga, Lake Saratoga, in a state campground. She was riding her bicycle with friends. The friends came back to their campground and stopped, and she was going to take one more lap around. And when she didn't return in the time frame, you know, a few minutes that it takes to make this lap, um, the family got worried, started calling her name. Other members of the campground dropped everything. They started searching. It's my understanding that they found her bicycle and her helmet. Uh, there is a lake nearby. I don't think the bicycle or helmet were, fil- were found near the lake. At this time, they're, they're believing it's an abduction. Uh, the campground per- families that were there you know, did an, started an immediate search. Within 20, 30 minutes, they called 911. The police got there. You know, They got infrared. They got helicopters. They've had drones. They have dive teams. They have divers checking the lake just to make sure. But at this point, they really don't know uh, what's going on. The governor was there. She had a press conference, the governor of New York. And again, this is just three hours north of us, in uh, just north of Saratoga Springs. And uh, I couldn't imagine. You know, your nine-year-old daughter at a campground, you're having a good time on the weekend. It's taking one more lap on her bicycle in what you believe is a secure area and just doesn't return. Then you find a bis- the bicycle. Then you find a helmet. So this is a case, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on, um, A, because it's right off, you know, like I said, three hours north of us. It's, uh, and even if it wasn't, this is a case we want to keep an eye on, we want to be concerned about. So it's, um, it's troubling, and it's going to be, uh, I've reached out to some friends up there in law enforcement to see if there's any further information. But at this point, they're not asking for volunteers to come search. I think they believe they have enough assets. I don't know if they know something that we don't know. You know, in something like this, especially a large wooded area, 
you know, maybe volunteers to search an area would be prudent, but I don't know the details, so you know I'm not going to second guess what they're doing. But at this time, the, uh, law enforcement and the governor said they do not need volunteers to help search. And uh, thankfully, the media is giving it this due attention that it deserves. The pictures all over the place. The pictures on my social media. The links are on my social media if you want to follow. And uh, keep up to date. Again, this is someone's nine-year-old daughter that just vanished at a campground. Was riding their bikes with friends and uh, didn't return. So uh, it's going to be, hopefully, hopefully, God willing, there's a, there's a, an outcome where she's not not permanently harmed. Uh, so our our thoughts and prayers go with this search and that law enforcement is swift to uh, bring this to a conclusion uh, for everyone in, involved. Also, um, this Thursday, I'm going to have the Pennsylvania. I'm going to have some members of the Pennsylvania Game Commission in the uh, studio. We're going to be talking about what changes there are to uh, the hunting season this year from last year, what to expect this hunting season, which is underway this past Saturday, I believe, was the opening day of archery. So, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to get into that mix. When I was headed down to Annapolis on Saturday morning, I saw the trucks on the sides of the roads on, uh, on the highway, you know, some of them hunters already coming out, you know, done with their morning hunt in their, in their gear. It's always good to see this area, and, you know, if you're a hunter or not, you know, I've been a hunter long before I moved here and, and since I've been here, and, uh, you know, it does it does a great service to the environment. So we're going to have some uh, members, and not only, you know, established game wardens for our area, but new recruits that are out with them doing their field training will be in to introduce themselves. So, um, you know, if you have any questions about what's going on, I believe they're going to be here about 3 o'clock when we first start off the show on Thursday. So it'll be great to have them in. You know, I like to bring entities like that in as much as I can, especially at the beginning of a season to tell you what changes there are, just so everyone's aware of them, if there is if there is any, to the seasons, the bag limits, requirements as far as fluorescent orange and, and weapons and stuff like that. You know, as far as the, and also the most commonly encountered infractions. So they could just tell you, hey, these are the things we find. These are the things we look for. You know, don't do these things. You know, so it's a helpful advisory, sort of like that that big orange sign that says traffic enforced by speed enforced by camera at our construction zones on 81. And I've seen them on the, the Casey Highway as well. So just be aware that those things are out there and that uh, Pennsylvania, I don't know if it's a requirement or not as of yet, but they have the sign that says track of traffic enforcement, speed enforcement by camera, where they have the the vehicle is usually an SUV that takes pictures of you speeding in construction, in construction zones. I've seen them on 81 uh, a bunch of times. So just be aware that they're out there as well. So uh, let me see. Uh, Rob, if I recall, Congress is required by law to produce 12 appropriation bills every year. The Navy guy. You're absolutely right. And they've done it once in our lifetime. So uh, instead of continuing, instead of depending on these continuing resolutions which is a small short-term fix they've depended on it as their status quo and we need to get them away from it but in the meantime you have the republican party infighting with uh personalities and everything else you want to throw into the mix we'll talk about that in a little bit but it's uh it was an interesting weekend for congress let's say the least a, a lot of things that kind of make you scratch your head and go wow you know when you when you think they're as dumb as they could be they they come and do something dumber 
So they are definitely living up to the mantra, dumb and dumber. And it's amazing how forgetful they are, you know, on locations, especially with the Cannon office building where, you know, if it fits one agenda, it's part of it's part of the Capitol. It's right there in Congress. You know, you were afraid for your life if you were there on January 6th. But now the Cannon building this past weekend, oh, is, is just far away from the chambers. It has nothing to do with the, the, the chambers. It's amazing how their short-term memory kicks in when they're the, when the narrative or somebody doing something stupid doesn't fit to their uh, to their agenda, and they forget altogether that it's going on. We're going to talk about who uh, Gavin Newsom is looking to or well, has announced he's going to put in the Senate seat vacated by the passing of Diane Feinstein and uh, a bunch of other stuff on this Monday, October second here. On the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, it is 322. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 325 here, 77 degrees and mostly sunny. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Trump. Wayne. Rob, I hope you had a nice weekend. I did. Okay. I did. How about you, good. my friend? Very good, my friend. And it's beautiful weather that we're having Northeast PA. And I pray and hope they find that little girl. Ah, so do I. Party. So do I. Okay. And on Trump, I feel, here's how I feel, uh, if they keep interfering with our election situations up until next November, okay, with Trump, uh, if he does get nominated, okay, I think January the 6th, okay, is going to look like a clam bake. I'm afraid that might happen in this nation because I think people are getting – I've talked to some Democrats, Robert, they're pretty staunch, and they, they, even, they, they even say this is getting totally ridiculous. It's getting way out of hand, this situation. I hope you're wrong as far as another January sixth. I, I, I hope, do too. yeah, I hope people. I, I hope you. I know people are frustrated. I know there's a lot going on, but there's there's other ways to handle it. And uh, we've we've seen how they've weaponized the response to January sixth. I mean, yes, people should be held accountable for their criminal conduct that yes, day. But when you be. take those when you take those same crimes and and compare them to people arrested for those exact same crimes in the D.C. area. The penalties were just way off, out of tilt from their norm, and you can't do that either. So either you're going to stick with with your precedent, or you're not. You're going to ma- you can't make a new precedent because sooner or later it's the other side. And you know, if you look at things like the Trump inauguration, where there were riots and and limousines put on fire and people thrown going to balls, the, liquids thrown on them for going to balls that evening. You know, when you go to the marches that are in D.C. all the time that get out of hand. You know, we've seen the we've seen the videos. When you set a precedent, it, be careful what you set because you know you got to live by that as well. And we've seen Congress, both both sides in Congress, have to deal with the, with the negative aspect of them thinking, well, we're in power, we can do what we want. And then when they're not in power and it happens back to them, you know, it, it's not so it's not so sweet anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying, Rob. Yeah. That this whole situation in Congress, I don't care if you're a Democrat and a Republican. Okay, you should realize. The danger that this put this nation in, okay, when you do things like this, okay, that's all I'm saying. The danger that is created, okay, by this animosity, okay, it, it's it's putting this country in danger because the split is getting so bad, 
and the hatred is getting so bad on both sides. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It it is it is no doubt, and um, you know we we need to start holding our elected officials accountable and. And, and not at but something. How do you do that? Well, go to their offices constantly. You know, if you're if you're by one of their offices, stop in once a week. Stop in if you're not happy with the job they're doing. And listen, I don't care if you got an R or D after your name. If you're in Congress right now, Congress either. is broken. Congress is broken. They are not yeah. doing their yeah. job. They haven't done an appropriation bill. What once in our lifetime? Once in my lifetime? Probably twice in your lifetime. Um, right. Because I believe there was one in the '60s as well, where they had a final approved appropriations to continue on hundreds of continuing resolutions. That's not a way to fund government. They're broken. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to sit down and put partisanship aside and say, "Yeah, we're not going to like we're, we're not going to like 100 percent of the outcome here, but we have to do what's best for America." And if you look at the border, if you look at our economy, if you look at our gas prices, right. if you look at inflation, right. th- what right. they're doing is not the best for America. Well, I agree with you. I agree 100%. I agree because we are the biggest debtor nation in the world. Yeah. We really look at it, we are. <laughs> We're the biggest debtor nation in the world. And the primary job to say, the primary job of Congress is appropriations, is, is to come up with a budget, is to, to finance the government, to finance America. And they haven't done it. They they haven't they, no. year after year they haven't done it and then they wait till the last minute they point fingers and you know what they're all going to get their pay they're all going to get everything it's everybody else that needs to suffer. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's too much animosity in this country right now between the debt and everything and everything that's going on. There's just too much animosity. Okay, and the left is blaming the right and the right is blaming the left. Okay, and nothing's getting really accomplished for the American people. And you're running into a situation with an election. It's going to get very dangerous as far as I'm concerned because people look at that and say, okay, I have no more power in this country. If I, if I go to vote, okay, and the situation is the, the president, we, the person we wanted to be in there to vote for, is not there because of some kind of thing that they've come up with. Okay, and that's what it's all about. You know it, and I know it. And so do most of the people out there. Even the Democrats, as I said, that are friends of mine, have said the same thing. Okay, this is this is this has got to stop. It does. We're no longer sending our best and best and brightest to public office. We're we're using identity politics. We're using, um, you know, who's got the money and power. I mean, that that's what's dictating who's going anywhere. And just look at the recent who's who Governor Newsom is picking. You know, they they want to point yeah, fingers yeah. at at, at uh, you know who who ran for senate when Oz truly wasn't a Pennsylvania resident. And now there's there's questions now about the Senate. You know, he has a house in there. But you know, this this woman as as far as last month declared Maryland as her home state, and she was yeah, just appointed no. to the Congress, to the Senate, in California. Why? In because, California. yeah, and it just shows we're not sending our best and brightest anywhere. It's all about who's who and who can get an yeah, agenda. No, no offense to, no offense to uh, I'm not racist in any direction, but no offense to uh, the blacks or the Mexicans or anybody. But when somebody comes out and says, well, I have to appoint a black woman to an elect." Why is that? Well, not the even that. The best person you could find. Not, not even that, because we've seen that before with our vice presidential pick, where they, they're declaring, and our Supreme Court, they're picking ahead of time. They're narrowing down. That's called discrimination, by, uh, by the way, if they did it to anyone else. But not only did he say that, but he couldn't find 
a qualified black woman that lives in in California. He had to find one that was in Maryland. She may have California roots, but she was currently living in Maryland. So what does that say to the, to the black and brown community of women in California that the governor has to pick someone like this? Because, again, it's not about qualifications. It's about who this no. woman was, what her agenda was, right. what she worked for, who she worked for prior. It's not sending the best and brightest. This woman might 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 as well be, but when you when you pre-announce criterias like that, you have that stigma on the in the end that says you know was she really? And um, you know she says she's not running. She's just going to hold the spot until the next general election. Uh, we shall see. I guess Wayne, I appreciate yeah, your call. Thanks, Bob. Thank Bye. you. It's uh, three thirty-two here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Here with the Rob O'Donnell on WILK News Radio. It is three thirty-eight here at the station. Seventy-seven degrees and mostly sunny on this Monday, October second, twenty twenty-three. Um, you can't make this stuff up. I'm just reading the headlines that I'm coming across uh, on my electronic devices here, and it says an electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas is demanding so much energy that the state is delaying the retirement of a cold plant to make sure the facility has enough electricity power to run. So, uh, and again, the headline is EV battery factory will require so much energy it needs a coal plant to power it. So that's out in Kansas right now, and they're delaying the decommissioning of their coal power plant because they can't decommission it because it's powering the, uh, the EV battery factory. That's there, located there in Kansas. Uh, interesting there. Interesting at all. Uh, well, the Nobel, the Nobel Prize in Medicine is going to two doctors from, from here in Pennsylvania, the University of Pennsylvania, that are, have been touted for their discoveries that enabled the creation of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19. So they're, they're giving two doctors the... Nobel Peace Prize in Medicine for a vaccine that, well, let's see, it, it doesn't prevent COVID, um, doesn't prevent transmission of COVID. They say it makes it less severe and uh, less able to catch it, but there are really no signs of that. Um, but they got the Nobel Peace Prize in Medicine. So, um, I mean, I'm going by my own personal opinion here. And just the mere fact that a lot of this nation, anyway, has been vaccinated and we're still having issues. Uh, I've had COVID three times after getting the vaccine. That's why I'm not getting a booster personal, my personal choice. If your doctor and your family and your medical personnel recommend differently, then have at it. I, I, if you want to get all the shots you want, that's on you. doesn't affect me one way or another. Good for you. I hope it makes you feel comforting. But... I mean, did we think that the Nobel Prize for Medicine would have went to, I guess, mediocre? I mean, I'm trying to look for a word without insulting the medical community, but and you still have individuals with a hard line saying that it, this vaccine does things it doesn't do, and uh, you know, if it if it stops it a little bit. That's like I said, make your personal choice. I can't, uh, I can't get into it uh, any more than that because basically I don't want to. Like I said, I was all, I had the original strain of COVID before the vaccine was available. It was, it was bad. I did not end up in the hospital. I did not end up in a ventilator, which I thought for sure because of my lungs I would. But, you know, I had my full 15 days of feeling very bad. 
and losing my sense of smell and my taste for, for months. And then uh, I did get the vaccine. And then, like I said, got COVID three more times after I got the two-shot vaccine. So, uh, you know, as far as that goes, I'm done. And uh, I said here earlier on the air, it's kind of making me gun-shy with my flu vaccine. They've kind of turned me off with the, with their nonsense. And I've gotten the flu vaccine every year of my adult life. And uh, I have no issues, but I just... Uh, I don't know. After the past couple of years, it's it's I'm gun shy to just go even get the flu vaccine. You know, I might get it, I might not get it. It might be a last minute decision, but I know with everything that they've done as far as the vaccines and COVID and mandates and making you get this and making you do that, you can't work here unless you have this. You can't go here if, unless you have this. You can't get a surgery unless you have this. Um, kind of turned me off. So as far as, you know, going out where I normally, as soon as the, vac- the flu vaccine's out, I, I make my appointment, I go get it, or I walk into a clinic and get it real quick. I'm, uh, I'm on the fence this year, so I don't know where we'll go there. But the two people who made that COVID mRNA vaccine um, reality uh, got the Nobel Prize for Medicine, and they're both from here at the University of Pennsylvania, so... We'll see what happens there. It's 342 and WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 346, 77 degrees and mostly sunny. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Bob from Harding on January 6th. Bob. Hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. I uh, usually don't listen to your right-wing, uh, overly biased talking points, but you caught me on the way home. Um, and, and here you are. And here I am. So uh, I was going to talk about January 6th, but let me ask you, you were talking about getting the vaccine. Why don't you think that helped you keep out of the hospital by taking that vaccine? I had the original strain of COVID before the vaccine was even available. Oh, oh okay. But... Uh, so you, you got the vaccine then and you got it a couple more times. That, that vaccine probably helped you lessen the effects of the COVID-19, wouldn't you say? Also having COVID originally probably did as well. Yep. All those things. Yep. But anyway, getting back to January 6th, um, you were criticizing the punishment that these people were getting that stormed the Capitol that day? No, I said the punishment for a lot of them. Um, did not match what the local norm there for those exact type of crimes were. That's not criticizing it? It's questioning the equal application <laughs> of the law. Yeah, so... A, a, good, lot of people would just, a lot of people would just charge with trespassing and disorderly conduct. People in the D.C. area, for wherever it is, do not get a year in jail or two years or three years in jail for trespassing and disorderly conduct. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, the equal part. Um, when was there ever anybody storming the Capitol like that? When well, did that ever happen? Then why, so, weren't, why, weren't, they tra- why weren't they charged with anything other than trespassing and disorderly conduct? Why in, in, they? The law, in the law, 
of trespassing in D.C. metro area, there's no differentiation saying, well, if you trespass in the Capitol or you trespass somewhere else, you, there's different applications of the law. Either you charge something different, like insurrection or something like that, which they did in very rare, I mean, less than a tenth of a percent of cases there were charged with anything like that. Most of it was disorderly conduct, trespassing. There were some assaults, and I said they should be held uh, to the standards of the legal system norms that are there, but that's not what the case has been there. And if there's something else, if you want to say, oh, because it was the Capitol, then it was a higher crime, well, then charge a higher crime. They didn't. Yeah, but they were allowed to make a more severe punishment because it was the Capitol. Wouldn't you agree? That's what they did. Because it was the Capitol and the offense, that's why they got harsher punishment. So show me, show me where in the law where that's even an application. Just because the law is not written like that, where if it happens someplace, it's more severe than if it happens other places. There's the law, and then there's not the law. I think you know that uh, the the judges have are able to, you know, add on to things when it's a a bigger issue, which the capital was, and that's why the people got more punishment. Then they should have been charged that way, but they weren't. They were charged with the same crimes that other people do. Just because it was the Capitol building doesn't make it any different than it's if it's your house or anywhere else. All right. I guess we're going to disagree on that, but the judge ruled the way he ruled, not you. Well, it's, um, it's, it's a bunch of judges, and, and but, like but I said, when, say, it, it, when, it, when, it's not the pres- when it's not in standards with the president, I'm up against the Bloomberg, so I'm sorry to cut you off, Bob. You were willing to cut back, call back. Um, we'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 354, 77 degrees and mostly sunny. Don't you love when someone calls up and says, I normally don't listen to your right-wing uh, radio show here, but I was listening and I'm going to call in. Um, you're listening. They're listening. They're listening. And, and you know what? Like I said, if you committed a crime on January 6th and the crime could be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, you deserve to be punished for that crime. If you assaulted police that day, you deserve to be punished for that crime. If you trespassed, if you were disorderly in any way and they could prove that you committed those crimes, then by all means be held accountable to that. All I'm saying is if you look at the sentencing guidelines for the type of crimes that were charged, if you look at the pretrial confinement for the crimes they were charged, if you look at their sentencing for trespassing and disorderly conduct, which the great majority of the thousand people who were prosecuted were, that's what things all they were charged with um, does not meet the standards of the norm for those areas. A matter of matter of fact, if you're charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct, you're not spending time in jail. You're getting an appearance ticket. And you're getting released. Where people on January 6th spent time in jail, spent a lot of time in jail, just to just for those charges. Uh, if you look at the sentencing for that, people aren't sentenced to jail for trespass and disorderly conduct in the D.C. area. It's just not done. I lived there. I spent a lot of time there. I have good friends who were in their police high upper echelon of that police department. It's not done. They even say it's not done. But here it was done. And you, if you have to question, if you think this was a fair and impartial justice system, it's not. But if you're okay with those charges, if you're okay with the judge throwing the book at someone for a trespassing and disorderly conduct because it was the Capitol— um, because it's it's against the people you don't like, the right-wingers, as you put it, then fine. But there are sentencing guidelines and such like that. And I just got a text message. If someone steals $200 worth of merchandise from Walmart, should they get a lighter sentence than someone who steals $200 worth of merchandise from Tiffany's? You're exactly right. Um, I believe this is Bob back. Bob from Harding again. Yeah, thanks for getting me back on. No, no problem. Uh, I'm glad you called back. I'm sorry I had to cut you off, but the Bloomberg I have no control over. 
Yeah, I figured you'd run at the mouth about it. So I'd get see, a here, to you, here you go. Here you go again, Bob. Yeah, listen, you want to have a well, conversation, uh, or do you want to be an idiot? Oh, now you're going to insult me. Well, you want to call me names twice. I let it go by the first time with I don't usually listen run to the right wing nonsense, run. and now you're saying it again, and it's not run in my mouth because I back up names. everything I said. That's not calling you names. You just called me an idiot, right? Do you want to have a conversation or not, Bob? Am I an idiot or not? Oh, so far, you're doing a pretty good job uh, proving it. Wow. That's nice. That's a nice talk show you got here, Rob. And here you are calling wow. for a second time. I appreciate the support, but you keep listening. Oh, no. I, like I said, I just caught you on the way home. Yeah, I, I know. I you, you, just happen to stop, you just happen to stop on a dial. I get it. No, you're listening, and, and you want to call. Get your point across. Go ahead. Let's no, have a conversation I, I, about me, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go there then. So I purposely don't uh, sponsor any of your commercials that play on WLK, okay? I make sure. Well, since you know what places. the commercials are and you know what they are, then that's fine. Bob, do you really think you make a difference? Listen or don't listen. Yeah, I. I but I you are. You obviously it, are listening because you want to be angry about something. You want to be angry. You want to be angry about something. See, you know, you're not making That's a difference. You want to say it's okay that people will overcharge. You want, okay, Bob. You know, Bob. You are, okay. are you going to make yeah, a point? Nice conversation, Rob. Nice conversation. Now have a pro have have a great day, Bob. What? what? A, I'm a, here. I'm still here. Okay. I'm and, still here. And you're going to be gone. So why? Because you're not making your point. Because if you, you want to discuss, if you discuss the unequal application of the law in D.C. on January 6th. Go ahead. Okay. So what happened was there was never anything like this storming of the Capitol. That's why you can't look at other. No, right across the street from the White House, not, right, right across the street from the White I'm House, talking, right, Rob, right across the street from the White House talking, when they stormed Rob. and they set a church I'm on fire. Talking. You, no, you, you know what, Bob? Rob? No, you're not. You have a See, Bob, thank you for proving my point. Have talking. a great day, Bob. No, you're not anymore. See, because you want to talk about what you want to talk about. You don't want to apply the facts. You know, if you want to talk about the, the park right across from the White House where they actually injured 60 Secret Service agents and dropped the charges on everybody. They set a church on fire. They, they tried to storm the fence of the White House several times, but that was okay. That was okay. They dropped the charges on everyone there, but just down the block at the Capitol, just down the block from the Capitol, they say, oh, my God, this, this insurrection happened. It was, it was the worst thing since 9-11, worst thing since Pearl Harbor. But yet they only charged 99.9% .9 of the people with disorderly conduct and trespassing. I'm sorry, Bob, that's not an insurrection. You want it to be. You're happy that those people were overcharged until you're on the other side of the fence. To your protesting some liberal views or some progressive views somewhere, and they take it too far, and you get snatched up with everybody else, and they say, you know what, for your disorderly conduct, you're going to spend a year in jail before you even have a trial where no one else has that. And again, I got your point. You're listening, though. That's the greatest thing. Every time you turn on your radio, you're going to hear the Rob O'Donnell show, and we're going to smile, and I'm going to keep talking the truth here, and you're going to keep rambling on about stuff that you only support because you agree with. See, the thing is, I support things because I know they're the truth. Rob O'Donnell here at WILK News Radio. We'll be back after the break.